listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Monday, and that means on Monati Monday, we've got Monati Biz with Ntogozo Shachwayo unpacking all things that can help your small business elevate and scale up. And also, no matter what size of a business you have, you can always scale it up to the next level. He is a podcaster, author, speaker, husband, minister, and he is here to divulge and unpack. You know, and today we're going to be speaking all things creating a healthy culture in your business good afternoon and welcome how you doing hey Sipo. i'm doing awesome thanks how about you <laughs> i am fantastic it is i mean we're coming from the weekend but also it is that we are the break of a season changing right it's getting warmer yeah. but the weather last week yeah. was weird as well because you had a cold front one day then the next day we are warm again so i know a lot of people are catching things that they shouldn't be catching <laughs> i refuse yeah, to catch it really <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the mix of things because i think you know Speaking about looking at where we are in the year and stuff like that, um, this conversation was actually inspired by um, a post you posted uh, with the guys when you went to paintball shooting a few weeks ago. I think, oh. week, yes, you posted a picture of you and the Jens paintball shooting, and I hadn't been there for a long time. But then it brought about that idea and conversation really to say, how do we create, you know, healthy cultures in, in terms of our businesses? Because we find we, uh, for me, I'm in broadcasting, I'm in radio space. I don't get to see everybody else that comes in before my show or after my show sometimes because we don't necessarily meet, you know, only the people that are directly in, like before or after me. But the rest of the teams, I only get to hear of them. And I guess in different companies, you find that, there are people that are, are drivers that you never interact with them because you are in the kitchen making the orders. And then you put them at the window and the lady at the window takes it, then gives it to the driver. So the driver doesn't, you don't interact, you know, with each other as a company. And so I want us to get into creating, um, how does one build a culture within the company? Firstly, in terms of themselves internally, but then also how then that communicates to the external part, which is their clientele. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like this is such an important topic, especially when you consider SMEs, um, because in the larger corporations, it's, you know, it's something that is very well understood and very well respected, but you don't see it as much in small businesses. Um, and True. it's most often one of the reasons why we, we, we end up failing, you know? Um, so I think it's a very, very important topic um, to get into the one of building a corporate culture, building a team, managing a team, you know, such that people are motivated. Because you look at some of the greatest startups, um, for example, Google. Back in the in the late 90s, you know, or early 2000s, when Google started spending hundreds of millions to literally create new corporate cultures, to bring in people who are who do massages, to bring in lunch and breakfast at work, to bring in you know beds to sleep you know during the day. People were just like, uh, "What's going on? What's Google doing? They're out of their minds." But a few years later, when they were recording high levels of productivity, that's when people started to copy. So I feel like from that time, we started to see just how important building a corporate culture that is you know pro. 
I mean, that is aimed at helping your employees stay motivated is so, so important. I really like that. And I think it's true because when Google, I remember when Google was doing that back in the days, everybody was like, yeah, I want to work for Google when we're growing up. Like there's a bed to imagine. We are lala, you know, when a game's room in, in. And I think the reason why many of the corporate cultures didn't, I mean, companies did not immediately jump into that is because everybody thought, oh my goodness, you are promoting laziness at work. People can sleep, people can do this, you know, play games at work. And then a lot of people, especially in the hood, it was a matter of, ah, and nobody looked. <laughs> so I guess it's understanding the fact that this is not created for you to play, but to wind down so that you could be productive. So let's, it ushers us into the conversation we want to have because you are speaking about the fact that, yes, we've seen large corporations do that. But in a small company, like I said, in Tengisamakota, we always use that example because in the herd is a reference that we all understand very well. And we've upgraded in the system whereby now people can order online and then we've got a driver, but there's no interaction with our staff because the one that's working at the back, the one that's working in the cashier in the front, and the one that's working coming in to take the deliveries and out and go, they all need to maintain a certain culture, firstly, internally and externally. We'll focus a little bit on the external, but I want to get into the internal. How can we help small business? In fact, firstly, maybe, how do we um, help that small business, um, you know, founder, the CEO, who's saying, but yes, then the people are going to think that uh, they're going to start being lazy. They'll take advantage. They will go and play the games forever and not come back. They won't be productive. They will sleep the whole day. They'll go out the night before and then come and sleep at work instead of being productive. How, what would we, what do we say to that person? Because their concerns are valid. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, of course, their concerns are valid. And I'm not saying that everybody should do exactly what Google did. You know, obviously, they were they had a different uh, a different goal which brings me really to the the basic um fundamental question about you know corporate culture you know just firstly starting with the definition because we know that it's a ubiquitous term it's used everywhere but you know maybe somebody might not know how to define it but it's really simple you know uh corporate culture generally it's describing the overall environment within your organization in particular amongst your employees you know, what they think about the business, what they think about you as the CEO, and, you know, how they relate to one another. You know, that is the basic definition of corporate culture. And it's so important to understand that, you know, corporate, corporate culture, I feel like it brings something to the forefront that people almost always forget uh, in business. The fact that your employees are people, right? Mm. Just because you hire someone, um, it doesn't, they're not a robot, right? They're not a computer, they're a person. It doesn't mean that just because you hired someone who with an IQ of 150, for example, that they're always going to be working at the at that level of productivity or that level of intelligence because they're people. So you need to make sure that your business works and functions in such a way that it motivates your employees to function at the highest level of productivity. Mm. And that's really the whole point behind corporate culture. Just because you have me and I've got the degree doesn't mean I'm going to do the best that I'm going to do for your business, right? But one, if there is a good corporate culture and I understand what the business is trying to do and I love working here and I love working for you, and I feel as I'm part of the family, then it encourages me to work hard, it encourages me to bring my best ideas, it encourages me to do more, go the extra mile. And all those things coming together are the difference between the really successful companies, 
right? Mm. Because you want your employees to be functioning at the highest possible level. So that is what corporate culture brings to the forefront. You know, you understanding that in order to get people to function uh, at their highest potential, you've got to be, you know, treating them like human beings and giving them some of the things that they need. Mm. But the basic fundamental, um, you know, when you want to start forming a corporate culture, you know, you start with three basic um, principles, you know, and, and not only should you have these, but these need to be communicated to your employees. And firstly is, you know, why does your company do what it does? You know, i.e. it's the question of why do we exist? Everybody in the business should understand that question immediately when they just here to work and they're just doing something. I know from eight to five, I'm doing my bits and I'm going, they will give you the minimal. But when they understand the vision of the company and why it's doing what it's doing and where it's going, and they you, you are able to get them to be a part of that, then they're going to start functioning at higher levels of productivity, you know. And the second one is, you know, what do we believe? What does the company believe? In other words, these are your values. You always hear businesses talking about values and you're like, ah, everybody lists the same values. But it's so important for you to communicate what are, what are the values in the business you know what do you believe do you believe in alleviating poverty do you believe in you know getting money no matter what do you believe in looking out for the little guy you have to be communicate to your employees what do we believe in this company you know why are, are, are we doing things the way we are doing them and lastly, you know, where are we going with the company? You know, so those are the three things that I feel like are the basic fundamentals of building your corporate culture. You know, mm. understand these as a as a founder and then start to communicate them with your team. 067-153-1089. If you are just tuning in, it is Monati Biz with Ntogozo Slajwayo, helping you scale up your business, your small businesses. So Ntogozo has got a podcast called uh, The Business Forecast. He brings in guests that shares some valuable conversations there. And then we have every Monday uh, between uh, 10 past 1 all the way until uh, 1.45, we have a conversation of unpacking some of those principles. But sometimes, like this week, we just go into a different journey where we look at certain things that he might not have touched on that podcast but we know that it can help scale up your small business and also i always say if you don't have the business know that even your family can be treated you can raise a family in this um, business mode where you ask yourself which where what is why are we as a family or as a company communicating a certain message what do we believe and where do we see ourselves now also back to you i know that a lot of times the why, you know, in many companies, especially small businesses, you might find it um, written there as a slogan, you know, part of the tag for the family, making families, bringing families together over lunch or whatever, you know, and that kind of gives the cast the vision forward. But sometimes we just have that, creating warm meals with family as a tagline. How do we um, instill our, our, employer, our employees the culture, how do we inspire our employees rather to believe in this tagline, in this vision, and also to then, at the same time, because when the vision is casted and we're saying bringing families together and the dinner table, that's our vision for our quotas, how do we then um, still say, but these families that are around the dinner table don't have to be only a lokshin lam. Now we're looking at the way and how far we want to go. How do we maintain that in terms of the distance when we are now embarking on the journey? Mm, no, that's, that's a fantastic question there. Um, and, and 
I, I feel like I like what you just brought to the fore, like the difference between, like you said, a tagline and the the why, you know, because a lot of the times, you know, they they, they have to be different um, in a sense that your tagline could be, for example, providing warm meals um, to people. But the reason why you exist should be more of your big picture. You know, it could be more of and I like the way um, one person once described it, that if your business achieves everything that it could possibly achieve. Mm. What does your community look like, or what does the world look like? Mm. You know, that is how we start getting into the big picture. You know, you put aside every limitation and say, if we achieve Yonkindo that we want to achieve, or that's possibly achieved in this field, what would our community, our world look like? And that's where you start pulling yourself, you know, pulling the business and making it bigger than, you know, than you see it. You know, yes, you might be selling Amakota, right? But if everything went well, maybe from there, you know, you'll start becoming like Kota Joe's. Maybe you're franchising. Maybe you're now selling beyond South Africa. Maybe now your your recipes are, are, are you know, are, are being used in other countries. These are some of the big picture things that small businesses need to look at. And I know not everybody starts a small business wanting to, to, to make it huge. That's why I said, you know, what does your community look like? Could be your community, you know, mm. but there has to be some sort of impact that comes as a result of your business. Your, that, you know, your big picture could even be that everybody in my, in my team is super rich. Mm. You know, that's your big picture. But have a big picture and have people buy into that big picture. So one of your responsibilities as a, as a CEO is always going to be communicating the big picture to the employees. Mm. Because again, these are people and people are emotional. Mm. If this person is going to wake up and give you their all, they want to feel like they are part of something big. Mm. If that's one thing that every human being from every culture wants to be part of something big or bigger than themselves. So if you make them feel as though when they go to your company, they're part of something big, it even weathers the storms when it comes to other things, right? Because mm. you are going to have disagreements with other employees. You are going to maybe not like the salary that you 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 have. You are sometimes not going to like the hours that you work. Sometimes you don't want to like the fact that we tell you that the, the customer is always right, which is also an example of a corporate culture, you know, living like the customer is always right, you know, mm. I mean, in transacting like the customer is always right that's part of it but if you understand the big picture you're able to take these other things you know you're able to look over them because you you're building towards that bigger thing that's why this part of it is always in the center and should be the most important thing that you're able to communicate even beyond yourself as a as a ceo I love that. We're going to take a song. On the other side of a song, I want us to get a bit deeper into now. I mean, I look at the fact that we are in the time of the year where you meet people and, and everybody's tired. You know, whether you're going to a shop, even the person that's like plastic, like there's no smile, there's no warmth, you know, people are tired, coming out of winter, the weather is unpredictable. And there's that end your fatigue that is starting to creep in for some earlier than others because mostly it comes around september october but for many it's already started they feel like the year has been long there is nothing exciting you do the same thing every day same routine you know that people are like tired how do we um how can we practically well maybe starting by how do we inspire and create a space that is new in a in a system that is 
the same. That is never changing. That's what I want to unpack. And then also just um, some ideas that you might bring into the table that small business can implement to kind of inspire that energy and take advantage of the next couple of months as the year um, wraps up. 067-153-1089. We do have doors on the line. You can send us a voice note or a text message. Um, or otherwise, you can go to Facebook, Hope Alive Radio Station, on Twitter, at Hope Alive underscore radio, and on Instagram, Hope Alive Radio. Share your comments. If you have a small business and you like, listen, Anazinina, this is what's happening in my world, share those questions. Maybe we might be of help and be able to help your business go to another level. Here's uh, William Murphy saying, just us. On the other side of that, we continue the conversation. God wants righteousness and justice. He wants us to stand against all evil and oppression. He wants us to fight what we know is right. We will obey. Listen, we're all tired, hoping and praying. We're so tired of waiting on other people to change. So we stand together for justice. And we raise our voices. This is what I want you to say. Even if it's just us, still enough of us. We don't change the world. We gon' change the world Listen Seek purpose We can't waste another minute Time is not waiting We have to see the bigger picture We're part of the crowd So we shout it aloud It's time for a change we won't weary, we won't tire, we will not relent, yes, we lift the master higher, till we are free, this is what we will be, this is our plea, yeah. we're so tired of hoping and praying, We're not just going to be praying, but we're going to take action and make it happen. That is uh, uh, the song by uh, William Murphy saying, Just Us. We're going to trust that what God has given us is enough to change the tide. If you're just tuning in, I'm in conversation with Untogozo uh, Satchwai. It is Manati Biz, unpacking values, conversations, and things that can help your small business get into the next level of things. Untogozo. Hey, sir. Yes, let's get into that because we're speaking of being tired. I mean, even the song was really aligning with the message that we're speaking about now. But how do we, how do we inspire? I mean, people are tired. It is fatigue. How do we inspire our employees? 
because I feel like it's also the time of a year where people are like, I December figure. And you're looking and you're thinking, but no, this is actually when we're really getting into the things of thick of things. Because people are more outside than they are inside back in winter. Everybody wants to be inside, but now it's summer, it's hot, it's spring, people want to be out and about. So it's actually a time of a year to really capitalize and you could still make the bag and meet your financial uh, goals, right? Yeah, no, definitely. It's so important. And again, I feel like the first thing to realize as a small business owner or CEO is to be to understand why people are getting tired or getting fatigued. You know, mm. don't just say, I know people are lazy. They must know. Understand you're dealing with people. These are human beings. And if you don't treat them right, you're going to end up having either an unmotivated staff that is not going to give you productivity or you're going to have a high turnover, which is something you don't want. And that simply means, you know, you, you, people keep quitting and then you find someone else, they quit. And that's so bad because building cohesion and, uh, uh, you know, people, Building a team that has cohesion, that means your team members work in a certain way. They know that I'm a strength worker, they know that if I send SIPO two lines, he already knows what I'm talking about. Mm. Building such is so hard, you know, and takes so much time. So if you've got people who keep coming and coming and going and coming and going, you lose that, you know, and therefore it affects mm. your productivity. So Let's you pull- want to have a team. Let's pause yep. a bit there. Oh, that one was, it hit home because... It's something that we don't speak about a lot in companies, especially small businesses. We're like, but we don't understand that the fact that you've had working together for three months or three years, that means they've learned a way of communicating. So even if Umandla drops the ball, Sipo knows how to pick it up because he knows Umandla. And Umandla knows that if, if, if I drop this ball, Tabiso is there to pick it up. But if I just let them go like that, then we're always starting over because of the next one that comes in, Leslie, doesn't know how the system works. And even when they master the system, they don't know how the people in their team works because they've mm. lost that value. I thought that I think that is a powerful one. So what would you then say in um because of that? Maybe that's a, even a conversation on its own. We need to really have on human currency within the business because that's retaining of skills, that's retaining of relationships, that is knowledge that you might not even need to worry about as a tenant, but they know how to cover for each other and they still meet the bottom line. And when you dismantle that team the bottom line is suffers exactly i couldn't have put it any better myself and that is why these big companies spend so much money to make sure that once you've recruited this talent you know you you keep them happy and you keep them staying there so one of the ways is to like you said motivate them when it comes to times along i mean when yeah when it's times like these and people are getting tired and you know there's a, there's a few things that you can do you know one of the things that we find is that human beings are are motivated by um certain goals right mm-hmm. um uh, certain targets so you have to make sure that especially during this time you double down on your goals or your targets and now i'm not talking about the targets of the business but i'm talking about the individual targets this is why you find in a, lo- a lot of big companies during these times that's when you start having your peer reviews where mm-hmm. you know employees review one another this is when you start getting reviewed you know and because they're reminding you that you've got a bonus at the end of of the year and your bonus how 
or how much your bonus is depends on how well you've been doing or how well you're going to do going forward you know so that's why in times like these you want to be you remind them of the certain goals that the business has but certain goals that they have you know mm. um and that's always going to be motivational because now Monto knows what they're working towards if you know uh, a person knows what they're working towards they're more likely to suffer some difficulties because they know the end result so of course i would say you know that system of bonuses or or incentives or certain perks that they get um that is a big one you know you have to motivate your people with imali i mean that's the best motivator you know mm. you have to make sure that they are things like goals you know but also uh, I love what 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 Google does. Again, going back to Google because I feel like they're the people, well, the company that does this the best. You know, they've got the system where you know they it's called flexibility within Google, where they actually allow their staff to dictate twenty percent of their time to focus on a project of their, their choice. Mm. You know, this gives them the freedom to experiment. I mean, obviously within the business, you know, yes. so they like, okay, usually we tell you to do A, B, C, D. For example, again, Gumakota, you're pecking Amakota, you, you know, that's all you do. But if you add a bit of flexibility and give them 20% of their time to say, okay, make your own Gota, mm. um, you know, make your own recipe, you know, come up with a new dish that you want us to make. You know, 20 minutes is 20% of the time is yours to do your own thing and once you do that thing you know that that dish is going to be called by your name or you're going to have a certain percentage mm. of money that goes to you you know when 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 that dish gets sold every time that dish gets sold you get a certain percent that comes to you you know things along those lines one they break a routine because you know routine leads to uh something sometimes being monotonous and once someone is monotonous, that's where they start, you know, feeling down and they're not doing much. But once you break the routine with something that will, was interesting to them, to, it, you know, it, it motivates them to do something new, to mm. add their own interests and therefore to work hard going forward. Um, and of course, you know, I always go back to, you know, the perks, you know, again, Google has a number of different perks like gym memberships, free haircuts, shuttles to and from work. And You'll find what's interesting in these businesses like Google that the, the, the staff won't use a lot of these things. They'll only use about 10%. But the knowledge that Google did this for me mm. is enough. You know, mm. so even you as a small business, if you do something so simple as, um, you know, releasing a post on social media that says best employees I've ever seen or, you know, recognition, give them mm. recognition because perks about recognition. Rec once you start recognizing a person and a person feels valued, it does something to them. Mm. You know, even it's just that whole loyalties thing where. Um, when a human being, when you give, you know, have you, have you ever noticed when somebody gives you something free, let's say there's a stall, when they give you something free, you're, you're entitled to listen to them and, yeah. and you, your heart is more open to them. That's human nature. We're reciprocal in nature. When we see that we're being recognized, then we also reciprocate by doing something. So for me, those are three of the things that I would say a business can do during these times to really shake things up and, and stir up their productivity again. I really love that. I love those examples. And I think as well, I would just add to that, that, you know, I remember my father's company, they used to um, always have a year-end function where they would allow them to bring their families. It was not about the employees, but it was about their families. And for me, that is a, 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 a something that changes the game because then a person feels like my kids get to see where I work, what I do, but also mm. they, they see their employees, their family 
smiling that day, eating free meat, drinking, having fun. And that on its own, it makes a person say, okay, it was worth the struggle of this year. It was worth the things that went down this year so that I could put this smile on my family. And I think that's what small businesses can do because you can't maybe do it in big scale like that. But on your employee's birthday, for example, you can say, Every birthday, you give them a hundred rand free voucher to do whatever they want to do with it. Or birthday month, you add a two hundred rand extra payday, you know, because it's their birthday month. Ooh. That's a, an incentive that is doesn't take you off your pro. You can take from your profit, but it will give you better um, service because the people are going to look forward to their birthdays. They know they're going to get an extra 200 rand that month. And so that kind of excites them to say, yo, my birthday month is my turn. I'm seen at my workplace. But also one of the things that you touched on that inspired this idea of um, companies can, you know, you take some quota when, but there's somebody, um, as you spoke about haircuts, you've got a, a salon guy that does haircuts close by. So they've got a salon, you've got uh, food. And then you can also do exchange of vouchers amongst each other so saying that yeah. you know i'm going to supply 10 quarters every once a month to your top 10 customers and vice versa for the top 10 customers you're going to service them you're going to give them free haircuts if you you know or give them a uh, free braids or whatever once a month i mean every maybe quarter because we can't do it month, uh, monthly but quarterly then you know that people that are buying 10 times you know that are frequently frequent frequenting your company and whatever they know the perks they're like yeah i mean and then you just like yeah this month we are celebrating um our first quarter and we did well and we want to choose the first five and you are one of the first five that we chosen to go have a free spa day you know you negotiate with another business within that space then you don't lose anything because they negotiate with their listener i mean they customers and they're like yeah you're cutting out your hair every year every month i mean you come twice you 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 bring people here we're going to give you a free lunch you know and that's how we need to start looking at that as well as small businesses within ourselves how do we use the chain and connection and relationship we have with each other to then create healthy happier employees but also to retain customers because when customers get these perks then now all of a sudden they enjoy the quarter now they come to you or they love the hairstyle and everybody's commenting um, complimenting them and then they come so now you've accessed my customers and i've accessed your customers just purely by looking for ways to keep our employees happy wow wow that is incredible oh that is beautiful thanks for that i think yeah I'm taking that into my repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Let's <laughs> we wrap it up. What are some of the things that, um, I mean, lastly, you know, I, I love the fact that you've been stressing your people that are working for you are humans. And I think sometimes we get it even wrong. You see it when we're asking for somebody to come to our laundry. We take all the laundry, even the things that you not you don't wear, you take it out because some all of a sudden a machine is coming to do it for you instead of you doing it yourself. So how could you help CEOs to have a different mindset? Because people are like, yeah, you, I've hired you, I pay you. Do this for me. How can we help them, especially this time of the year, to get the most, uh, maximize this, the talent that they have and the resources that they have to get the best results as we are approaching the end of the year? All right. No, awesome. I think for me, um, going back to the, the idea that I've been stressing, um, as a CEO, yes, you are 
responsible for your company, but if you've got employees, you're responsible for your employees, which means you not only need to know your business in and out, you also need to know your employees in and out. I'm not talking about their personal lives. I'm talking about their skills, their abilities, their goals, their aspirations. And if you can start speaking the language of their dreams or the language of their goals, and, and show that you know them and that you're trying to incorporate things in the business that, that you know, recognizes these talents and these goals and dreams of theirs, then I feel like you, you can get the, the best out of them because you are not just using them, but you're also growing them. Mm, I love that. There's an opportunity for growth. So a person feels like as much as I'm not getting paid much, but I am given an opportunity to grow and that growth, I can use it to negotiate better in future somewhere else where I go. Love that. Love mm. that. Let's wrap it up there. Um, any business you want to plug today? Um, no, just because of time, uh, yeah. let's take just one. Um, there's a thrift store um, called Ndez Threads and More. Um, they are quite, yeah, they, they mostly deal with female clothing. So if you're looking for female thrift clothing, you can check them out. Let's uh, give them your details as well. Just give us your details where people can find you just in case they're tuning in and they love this session and they want to have engage you better in their small business or bring you as a speaker or whatever. How can they access you? All right, I feel like the best way to access me is through my LinkedIn. So you just go and search in Dogoza Shachwayo. You'll see the one who's CEO of Filigree Innovations, and that's me. Just drop me a message on LinkedIn, and I'll make sure I'm there for you. Righty, that's how we wrap it up. Thank you so much, and we chat again next week. Awesome. Thanks so much, and all the best to everyone. Yeah, bo. That's how we wrap up the Manate Biz feature. Uh, if you are a small business, I hope you took a lot from today. I mean, there were so many germs that I took from this conversation. And I think if you're an employer, no matter what scale, take these notes, go home, acknowledge your, 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 your employees, you know, Write every now and then, write them a letter if you can. Give them a surprise chocolate every now and then. I remember my old boss used to do that. We'd get to the dressing room before we perform, and then you open your drawer. Uh uh, somebody has put something there. How? You know, and that kind of gave us that incentive of having this excitement to be at the space, regardless of how they abused us because of they made us work crazy long hours. But it was fun because you knew that they would say, Next week, Monday, Bry in the house. You know, you come there, dress up and Bry and stuff like that. So let's use those incentives to really help create a culture that is healthy for us in our workspaces and in our small businesses. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station.